Hey friends, it's 1am, which means it's 6am, it's 2pm, it's midnight, it's 10pm, and as always, it's anytime, anywhere. Uh, last time I talked to you guys, I think I made a joke about getting married quickly and getting divorced so I could get my Moo Moo Cow back. I was like, well, I don't actually have problems, I'm not getting married, except for <laughs> all the marriages that I've already had. Sierra Bravo, Mary Elizabeth Winstead... Uh, Anna Kendrick, Kaylin O'Neill, Monica Barbero, the AT&T Girl, Brett Cooper, Laura Morano, Meg Myers, Nina Dobrev, Victoria Justice. You know what's funny about all of these, aside from the fact that I divorced all of them because I don't want to be married, and I don't like some of their political ideologies, but we're not going to talk about that. You know what I find funny about all of these girls? They all look the same. I had a friend, uh, we did a, a little project earlier this year, and we took pictures of all of the aforementioned and kind of did like those face swap or face combine, face morph, whatever. And the result was not even jarring because they all have so many facial similarities. <laughs> this and, and swearing though that I don't have a type. But that's not important. The important thing is that, yeah, Sierra Bravo is my wife, but we got divorced, and we're not talking about it today. Doesn't matter. Now, on the subject of families and such, the other thing that I said the other day, I don't want kids. And everyone's like, oh, you just don't want kids now, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I don't think I want kids in general, but, you know, I'm open to have my mind changed, blah, 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 blah. So I want to talk right now with you guys about why. Aside from the fact that my career goals lead me to a job where I'm constantly on the road and be a terrible parent, no. I actually think I'd be a good parent. The problem is most of society would probably not think so. So even though I'm never having kids, if I'm ever forced to have kids, blah blah blah, and yada yada, I want to talk with you guys now about some ideas that I have and get your opinion on whether you think I would be a good parent, right? Now, all of this comes from things that worked, I think, with me and with some of my colleagues. I've talked about this. I made a joke. It's like every time I go into Wawa, I get another reason to not have kids because some parent is letting their rugrats run around my store, make a mess, be loud, go in areas like they're not supposed to, like the deli or the office. Somehow children just run in there. I remember one time somebody comes behind the register and I just look at him. Now I'm talking to a literal toddler. I'm like, sir, you can't be back here because, you know, obviously being trained to work in retail, you're supposed to be respectful and blah, 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 and treat people like, you know, at your level. So I was like, okay, I have to treat all of my customers with the same common courtesy. So I'm talking to a three-year-old saying, sir, you can't be back here. Like he understood a word that I was saying. <laughs> that still makes me laugh to this day. But I'm always thinking to myself, please put your rugrats on a leash or take them out of my store. That being said, I've seen that, and I've seen a bunch of other reasons why I said I don't want kids, but based on stuff that I think worked with me or works in general, there's just some ideas, right? So the thing that I always tell people is back in my day, you know, we grew up in the Bible Belt. You know why they called it that? Because you've read one or you got the other. Or or sometimes to make it sound better, I say you got one or the other. You got to pick one or the other. Meaning, 
you read the Bible, you had a good, strong, moral upbringing, you were respectful, educated, you know, you were a proper child, or you got the belt. So, hence the name Bible Belt. You read the Bible or you get the belt. Now, I wasn't really raised in a religious family, per se, so there was not a lot of Bible reading. But the, the point of that is, I guess, not specific to the Bible, although now I guess I would say I am pretty religious, so the Bible might play a factor in me um, raising children. But the Bible, aside whether or not that is the book that I of choice, the point is books and education or the belt. I got the belt as a kid, you know? And a lot of people will be like, oh, hitting your kids is, is, that's not good parenting. Like, yes, it is. And I will defend that idea. You know, use it, hit, hitting, not regularly hit, beating your children, mind you, but getting your butt spanked, eating a bar of soap, getting the belt as a kid, that just makes you stronger, all right? Discipline will make a kid stronger. If you just let kids do whatever they want, you'll get like what I have in Wawa where they where parents are yelling at them to do something, they're not doing it, and that just, that does not raise good members of society. They need, people need to be raised knowing that there are consequences for your actions, I think. It worked for me, I think. I think I turned out alright, that's maybe a little biased, but, yeah, the Bible Belt. Coming back again to the books, you know, this may be starting to get antiquated, and this is, the next couple of reasons, real reasons that I don't want kids. Because I would probably be seen as a terrible parent and out of times and stuff. Because I would, my kids would know how to use a dictionary, alright? I mean, it's already too late in society for encyclopedias to ever really work. Because the uh, the rate of technological advancement, advancement and scientific advancement, you just can't keep physical encyclopedias. A, a yearly update cycle is not enough for all of the new knowledge, especially the internet and the the rate of information transfer now that just won't work but dictionaries words don't change that often i mean you could argue that they could because of politics but generally speaking a dictionary is not gonna a dictionary from you know 20 years ago is just as good as a dictionary now for the most part political words aside so my kids will know how to use a dictionary properly and look up words and learn about the progress and reward and not having just instant answers and instant gratification. The dictionary really not just teaches you uh, how to learn things for yourself, how to use reference materials, but yeah, it, the, the, it takes away the idea of instant gratification and all of that. It teaches you to work towards something you want and really savor success. And this is just at the simplest level, just looking up and finding out what a word means. And that scales up to, you know, in my own case, learning to fly a plane. There, a lot of kids today, they're just, they lose interest because they're not seeing instant results. And they give up on stuff. And it's like, well, you know, if they had been raised to show, to learn that hard work reaps rewards, then maybe they wouldn't quit on stuff as much. It, attention span. Now, while we're talking about attention span, I also want to bring up things like TikTok. TikTok ruins attention spans. 15 seconds here, 15 seconds there. That's the most attention span the kids can have now. You can't learn and grasp complex topics when you can't pay attention to stuff. Kids now can't listen to a full album cover to cover because streaming allows you to pick just the one song you want. Back in my day, we had to buy the whole record and listen to the whole thing. Or 
find the groove in the record where the song was we wanted to hear. I'm not that old, but I tell people I'm 81. Uh, yeah, so things like TikTok and Vine, even YouTube kind of, like, creators are trying on YouTube for audience retention, but it is a hard thing to do. Keeping people entertained enough to listen to a whole album, read a whole book, learn a whole concept, when instead they can just go and watch reels and TikToks and highlights and whatever else the the kids call it now. I don't know about the snapbook gram that well, but you know, <laughs> that's one of my favorite running jokes. Uh, attention spans, yeah. You know, I didn't have a phone until high school. I didn't have a phone with service, I think, till I was 18. I mean, I grew up, I read a lot. I did not even as much watching TV. I mainly did a lot of reading a lot of fiction and non-fiction. I became well-rounded, educated, attention span. These are all the things that I point out that people need, uh, along with the discipline thing. You know, trial and error, instant gratification versus rewards, all of that. Now, another thing, because, so, you know, we, we talked about actual discipline, and we talked about um, putting in effort to learn stuff and old-fashioned ways of doing things like books and writing and I'm not going to worry about cursive, because honestly, I didn't even learn cursive. It's just, it's so much into the digital age now that I think even handwriting is going to go away. My handwriting's terrible. But that aside, the problem with the iPad babies now, and that's the other thing I see in public, you know, parents to shut their children up instead of engaging with them and trying to talk to them and make them learn stuff or just have discipline and patience they just stick a tablet in their hand and tell them, go nuts. These three-year-olds are just walking around with a phone or a tablet. First of all, who are you calling? But second of all, just the the iPad is a babysitter. There's a ton of um, psychology articles about why this isn't really a good idea for interpersonal development, which is growing up on an iPad and this whole generation of quote-unquote iPad babies. That's just citing some of these articles. Not just the mental development issue with iPads, the other problem with it, as I actually learned this recently, and I really found it interesting, there's there can be physical uh, abnormalities for, and um, lack of development of motor skills from children growing up on an iPad instead of playing outside in the sand or learning to actually hand um, or or um, playing with toys when they just use the iPad and they're just poking and tapping. It was there are. are children, there are some studies in the UK and in the United States of children that they get to kindergarten and they don't have the fine motor skills to properly grasp a pencil to learn to write. They they grab the pencil like it's a, uh, like, like they're, like, all four fingers around it, holding it like a stick, like they're going to stab something, as opposed to, you know, properly gripping it for the purposes of writing. And they have to go to uh, motor therapy to to catch up to their classmates because when you only use an iPad instead of the the normal playing things that children have done in the past, you don't develop the motor skills as well. And that could be and that's that wasn't even a one time thing that people found. That was a that's been repeated a couple of times. There have been numerous cases of that popping up and growing in the last couple of years. So yeah, if I were raising kids to the iPad babysitter would not be a thing, and unfortunately, because of that, a lot of other parents would be like, you're 
you're ostracizing your child. My child would probably feel ostracized. He's like, oh, everybody else has an iPad. And you know what? I can attest to this because at one point in my life, I was the same way. I was like, well, all my other classmates have this technology, this technology. How come I don't have this technology? Honestly, I was better off for it. And I will do the same thing to my kids. And hopefully they would grow up to have the same realization that I did, that they were actually better off for learning to use their imagination, learning to study and and work hard and appreciate what goes into stuff instead of just instantly getting what they want, being rewarded and being just in front of a screen all the time. Never mind the fact that screens have also been shown to mess up your joints even as an adult from constant phone usage or diminish your eyesight or this and that. I mean, the devices are here to stay, but if you can offset how much damage gets done by delaying it coming along that would probably be better in the long run I think so now that's all the stuff about early developmental stuff but then uh, uh quickly you know I want to talk about one of the major ideas I guess that I have and this is the one that would make people say oh you're not going to be a good parent the most now I always say that to my kids just like my parents did to me they could tell me anything they can ask me anything of course you know kids aren't going to do that but here's the thing I'll give them as a child the basic rules of society, the fundamental ideas that they should base their morals around. And then when they get to high school, when they get to that age where they're not going to want to listen to me, I'm not going to try and force them to do anything because guess what? They're just going to do whatever they want anyways. So instead, I'm going to take the hands-off approach and be like, listen, you can ask me for whatever advice you want, and I'll tell you, and I'll help you, you but you can do whatever you want. You want to you wanna drink underage? Fine. You want to use weed? Fine. You want to smoke cigarettes? Fine. You want to skip school? Fine. Me telling them not to do it is not going to get them not to do it. I'll tell them there's things you shouldn't do, but I'm not going to tell them not to do it. There won't be a punishment for me for them doing it. Because they can FAFO all that they want. And for those of you that don't know what FAFO means, you have to look it up because I can't say it on, the, on this because it's explicit content. But when they get in high school, I'm not going to tell them what to do. I'm going to let them do whatever they want, and they're going to learn to deal with the consequences like a real adult, however they want. And, you know, the goal, well, then, not going not gonna to bail them out of jail if they get arrested for doing something stupid. Like, you should have known better, and so now you're going to learn. Because there is no benefit from me telling them what to do. The only way you can learn stuff in this world is by FAFO. So... That will be that. Some people are like, well, that's just harsh. That's not... And that's why I don't want to raise children, because that will just get me a lot of flack from people. I don't I don't know. So, did you know that? <laughs> did you know that? Did you know that? That was one of my old running memes. Now, as a demonstration of just how well I turned out, and how well I love to piss off my neighbors... We're going we're gonna to end this phone call with a little bit of karaoke. Feel free to join in. And, of course, we're going to bring back some of the classics from Gardens of the Galaxy, which is a relatively new movie, but bringing back the classic songs. Now, normally I would turn the songs on and sing along with them, but copyright strikes, so we're not going to do that here. Instead, we're just going to hit them with the... Hookah shaka, hookah, hookah, hookah shaka, hookah, hookah, hookah shaka. I can't fight this... Feeling deep inside of me, girl, you just don't realize what you do to me when you hold me.
in your arms so tight you let me know everything's all right. Ah, pop, pop, hooked out a feeling, do, 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 do. Okay, enough of that one, because I just, this was not meant for me to sound good. Now, these songs, can you hear it? I can turn it up. Highway to the danger zone. Gonna take you right into the danger zone. Can you hear it? Did you know that? Did you know that? Alright, I've made your ears bleed enough for today, and I apologize. So, I'll let you go now. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.